This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, September 12th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Florence could devastate crops. Farm bill negotiators meet. Broadband funding at stake in budget talks and global hunger worsens. Farmers are scrambling to prep for Florence. Farmers in the Carolinas and Virginia doing their best to prepare for Hurricane Florence today, many facing the potential for catastrophic damage from flooding at up to 150-mile-an-hour winds. As much as 20 inches of rain or more are possible in North Carolina, according to Don Keating. He's the senior agriculture meteorologist at Radiant Solutions. Hog farmers worried about floods moving rapidly to pump down waste in lagoons, and all livestock growers are stocking up on feed, according to North Carolina Farm Bureau President Larry Wooten as he spoke with AgriPulse. Besides being a leading pork producer, North Carolina is also the largest sweet potato producing state, and Wooten says farmers are feverishly digging out the root vegetables to try to bring as much of the crop as they can before Florence hits. When it comes to peanuts, farmers are torn as to whether to leave them in the ground and hope for the best. Cotton and tobacco are also most vulnerable. Wooten said for cotton, the bowls are opening up, and it's a crucial time for the crop here in North Carolina. It could be devastating. Tobacco growers are only halfway through the harvest, and any tobacco that's left in the field after a 50, 60, or 70-mile-an-hour wind comes through will be ruined, he said. Well, it's here. It's the AgriPulse CEO Annual Report. Watch your inbox this morning for this week's AgriPulse newsletter. It'll feature our annual report on CEO salaries. Farm Bill talks resume. The lead negotiators on the Farm Bill are scheduled to get together today for the first time since last Thursday. Aides to the House and Senate Agriculture Committees have been meeting while lawmakers were out of town for the Rosh Hashanah break. But sources say there still appears to be many issues unresolved. The four principal negotiators and their committee staff are keeping details of the negotiations tight. Even aides to conference committee members are having trouble getting information about what's being discussed, we're told. In the meantime, members of the National Farmers Union are in town this week for their annual fly-in. They'll hear from Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue and other USDA officials this morning before heading to Capitol Hill for the afternoon. Appropriations talks kick off as fiscal deadline looms. A House-Senate conference committee that is assigned to negotiate a package of spending bills for USDA, FDA, EPA, and other agencies important to agriculture will formally begin its work tomorrow. With the new fiscal year beginning October 1, the negotiators have very little time to finish a deal or else those agencies will have to be included in a stopgap spending bill that would maintain spending at the fiscal 18 levels. Among the issues the conference committee will have to settle is the size of a second tranche of funding for rural broadband development. House appropriators want to provide another $550 million to USDA for the broadband program, while the Senate has approved a lower figure of $425 million. Now for more on the appropriation issues under discussion, plus Bill Thompson's in-depth look at how the U.S.-EU negotiations are developing, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. Ag Commissioners, USDA should regulate cell-derived meat. The National Association of State Departments of Agriculture is calling for USDA, not FDA, to regulate cell-derived cultured meat products. 
The group approved a resolution at its annual meeting that calls on the USDA to enforce labeling requirements and standards of identity for the products. Mark Dopp, a senior vice president and general counsel for the North American Meat Institute, cautioned the NASDA meeting that altered USDA's legal definition of meat can prove murky. The U.S. Cattlemen's Association has proposed to define meat and regulation as being only from an animal that is slaughtered. Doing that would give FDA jurisdiction over cell-derived products, according to Dopp. USDA and FDA have scheduled a joint public meeting over two days next month on cultured meat products. The meeting is supposed to cover labeling and oversight of the products, among many other issues. Global hunger rises again. Global hunger rose for the third year in a row in 2017 to reach 821 million. That's up from 804 million the year before. That according to a report by the Food and Agriculture Organization and other UN agencies. Put another way, one out of nine people on earth can't get enough food to eat. Food insecurity increased in nearly every region of Africa last year, as well as South America. But the problem appears to be stabilizing in most of Asia, according to the report. There is some good news when it comes to children. Rates of child stunting are coming down, primarily because of progress in Asia. Some 22% of children under 5, or nearly 151 million kids, had stunted growth in 2017. That's down from 25% in 2012. China soybean imports dropping. China soybean imports for the 2018-19 marketing year are expected to fall by a million metric tons to 94 million as the result of the ongoing trade war with the U.S. That according to a new analysis by the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Chinese importers began relying more heavily on Brazilian suppliers, and many livestock producers are shifting to other forms of feed, according to the FAS. China hit the U.S. with a retaliatory 25% tariff on soybeans, sorghum, corn, wheat, and a wide variety of ag commodities on July 6th. Ag equipment sales up again in August. Tractor and combine sales continue to be a bright spot in the U.S. farm economy. Sales of self-propelled combines were up 23% in August compared to the same month last year. Sales of four-wheel drive tractors rose 17%. Year-to-date, sales of combines are up 24% over last year. Tractor sales are 13% higher. That according to the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. Here's today's They Said It. If we are to achieve a world without hunger and malnutrition in all its forms by 2030... It is imperative that we accelerate and scale up actions to strengthen the resilience and adaptive capacity of food systems and people's livelihoods in response to climate variability and extremes. That the word of leaders of the FAO, the World Food Program, and other UN agencies that deal with hunger. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, September 12th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.